Streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and BlastTheRadio.com, this is The Lowell Green Show. The number to call and be heard around the world is 613-413-2217 or email Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. And now, here is Lowell Green. Thank you, John. Well, it's a beautiful day. I don't know what it's like in New Brunswick, but it's a beautiful day here in Ottawa. Nice little breeze blowing. The sun is very bright. It's quite comfortable. The humidity is gone. So I thought, you know what? This is the perfect day for our windmills to be working, solar panels to be producing. So um, just before going on the air, I checked with IESO, IESO.ca, which tells you exactly how much power we're using in Ontario and where it's being provided. Well, holy mackerel. The wind is really blowing today. I mean, it's really, really picking up. Uh, right now, uh, this is as of, of uh, 1 o'clock, actually. So uh, as of 1 o'clock, we were, we were using about 19,000 megawatts of power. And wind was producing, get this, 4.1%. Wow. Uh, solar, well, a little bit less than three-quarters of a percent. So uh, this is a really a leap day. This is a wonderful day for wind and solar. Uh, I mean, we only spent $427 billion installing wind and solar, and we're getting wonderful results. A little bit less than 5% today for the several, well, several hundred billions that we have spent on this. So I just thought I would pass that on. Anytime you want to check, it's very easy. I keep urging people, check yourself. IESO.ca. That's all. You just, you just go IESO.ca. And there you will see how much power we are being used, uh, is being used and where it is being produced. And as I say, with the wind blowing really nicely, sun shining brightly, today in Ontario, a little bit less than 5% coming from wind and solar. So let's get rid of fossil fuels, right? <clears throat> I mean, what do we need fossil fuels for? If we got 5% of our power from wind and solar, what the hell? That's all we need. Um, let's move on. Um, I'm always reluctant to raise the whole issue of vaccines. A lot of people complain we talked about it too much, but we haven't had the issue of vaccines for a couple of weeks now. And there is a, an overriding question that's that's got to be asked, got to be answered. It's becoming very clear that we need or soon will need some kind of vaccine passport in Ontario. Increasingly, we are being told that uh, we'll need proof of being fully vaccinated if we attend events such, events such as football games, hockey games, concerts, all forms of international travel, in some cases, even domestic travel. I mean, that's already there. That's got nothing to do with the government. Doug Ford is coming under mounting pressure to introduce a vaccine passport. One, as you know, is uh, already underway in Quebec. I think it kicks in September 13th. BC has a vaccine passport that kicks in on September 1st. As a matter of fact, in BC, you're going to need the passport even to go to a restaurant or a bar in BC. So far, Doug Ford has resisted calls for a vaccine passport, but it, it just seems to me that sooner or later we, we've got to do it. You may disagree, but I'm going to tell you, I'm hearing from my relatives, from neighbors, friends, that it's time that Doug Ford faced reality and issued some form of proof of vaccination. My question to you today is, what advice do you have for Doug Ford in this regard? I'm going to be talking to Ford's office again this afternoon. What message would you like me to convey to him concerning a vaccine passport? Has the time come? 
Should Ontario join with the other provinces and many event organizers and create some sort of vaccine proof, a document of some kind that very clearly reveals the status of vaccination? And this question, and this, this question actually I think is rather important. Should the provinces be doing this or should this be national? I mean, when it comes to international travel, even interprovincial travel, this is a federal decision, and apparently the federal government is going to have some sort of passport coming down very shortly. But it, sound, it, it just sounds to me like a whole mishmash here. It just seems to me that if we're going to go to some, some form of passport, that it should be federal. It should be national. You may disagree. You may be totally opposed. I know some people are. What do you want me to tell Doug Ford today, okay? I, I, I do this quite often. I speak with the office quite often, and I convey to the, to the office what, what my listeners and viewers are thinking and saying. It's part of the feedback I think that's very important if we're going to run a democracy. So you can, uh, uh, John, once again, explain how people can get in touch with us here. I will, but can I put forth an idea first for sure, vaccine? Please. What if we all just wear red and yell Canada, 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 Canada? Would that not? Okay. It's not funny. It's actually, you might as well laugh. I, know. I agree I with know. you. It's, uh, um, on another topic. Uh, to get, yep. Sorry to get in touch with the show. Let's do that. 613-413-2217 is the phone number. We love your phone calls. You can text as well. Please keep in mind, I am operating for one final day today uh, from remote New Brunswick. I keep saying the middle of New Brunswick. My in-laws get very upset. We're not in the middle. <laughs> We're right on the ocean. It's not the middle. What, what, uh, what John is saying is uh, he's doing this very primitively. He's yes. in prim primitive conditions there. I, I've got two cell phones providing my internet for me. So that's one way. We're also on Facebook. We are on Twitch. We are on YouTube. And we can see your comments on all of those. So please post your comments and I will get them read to Lowell if and when I can. On another topic. What's your reaction to recent polling, in fact, even polls today, indicating that conservatives have either come neck to neck with the liberals, or um, in some cases, the conservatives appear to be pulling ahead? Do you believe this? Do you believe these polls? Do they match what you are hearing and seeing as you make your daily rounds? And this question, the tragic failure of our rescue attempts in Afghanistan, if they can even be called that. Do you think voters will remember this on September 20th? Do you think voters understand how badly Canada has failed its own citizens and our allies? Do you think that's sunk in? And I guess this question I've got to ask, do you think Canadians, for the most part, care? I, I, the reason I ask this, I have been... I, I'm horrified at what's happening, and I have expressed this very plainly here on Facebook, on Rob Snow's shows this morning, etc., and elsewhere. And I have to tell you that I'm receiving more than a few complaints. People telling me to, quote, stop whining. Stop blaming the liberals for everything. We did the best we could. Those people should stay there anyway. These are some of the typical comments that I'm getting. Uh, in other words, there are more than a few Canadians out there who don't give a sweet flying fox fart about what, what's happening. Don't for, And I don't know if people understand. Many of those that we have turned our backs on, we've turned over to the Taliban wolves to be God knows what, are Canadian citizens, they're fellow Canadians. And, of course, our allies that we promised to help. But uh, from the feedback I'm getting, I mean, most people are concerned. 
<clears throat> some people are even shamed at what we're doing or not doing. But some people are just poo-pooing the whole thing. They're not least bit concerned. And I'm even hearing a little bit of this on CBC commentary. Um, and, and in fact, let me tell you, uh, I, I am horrified. I don't know if you've been on Facebook lately. I'm not sure if this, maybe John, you can help us here. But uh, on on the on Facebook, which is the only social media I know how to use, <laughs> there is still there is still a liberal commercial quoting Justin Trudeau as saying that we Canadians stick together, we leave no one behind. It was on Facebook this morning. The, the gall, the insufferable gall of this man and this party. We don't leave anybody. We leave no one behind. We're Canadians. Excuse me, we've just left thousands of people behind. I, I, I just, I don't understand what's happening here. Is he absolutely tone deaf to the liberals? Not, I don't know. But I'm going to tell you some of the reaction I'm getting. Stop your whining, Lowell. You know, stop picking on, uh, stop picking on the liberals. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, what, what's your, what's your feeling here? And as I say, uh, is, is any of this do you think going to rub off on the Trudeau campaign? And um, uh, here's another another rant that I have about the terribly biased mainstream media. I keep hearing and seeing from CBC and CTV that while O'Toole is critical of Trudeau's handling of the Afghan crisis, he doesn't have a plan himself. You've probably heard this a dozen times. O'Toole doesn't have a plan himself. What a freaking lie. You bastards. I mean, the CBC, CTV, how can you get away with that bullshit? That, that's, that's, that's awful. I mean, that's, that, that is just awful journalism. It's, it's an outright lie. Blatantly untrue, and the media knows it. You buggers know it. This morning on the Rob Snow Show, I read a letter that, that O'Toole sent to Trudeau five weeks ago, July 22nd. That letter, I read letter for letter, word for word, this morning. It begged Trudeau, this is, don't forget, this is five weeks ago, begged Trudeau to take some action to start evacuating Canadians and our allies from Afghanistan. O'Toole pointed out in the letter that already the Taliban was making death threats against some of our interpreters and their families. Nonprofit veterans organizations were attempting to get people out and help relocate them in, here in Canada, but the federal government was doing absolutely nothing. In fact, more than, than one person, including a couple of well-known journalists, say that they have been trying as well to get some friends out of Afghanistan and have been met with absolute total indifference. One of those, by the way, made this statement on CBC. I was shocked. Made this statement on CBC last night. Andrew Coyne, one of the best-known commentators in Canada. He apparently has been trying to get some people out that he knows, interpreters, I guess, in Afghanistan, and according to him has been met with absolute indifference by the Canadian government. And this guy's been a liberal himself. So this letter, and once again, I repeat, this went out five weeks ago, July 22nd, from O'Toole to Trudeau. Letter is very straightforward. It alerts Trudeau to the dangers and asks for immediate action to start the evacuation five weeks ago. The media, for the most part, is ignoring that letter 
and also ignoring stories leaking out, very slowly leaking out now, about how various individuals and organizations have been begging Trudeau to get people out for months and have been, have been met, as I say, with just absolute total indifference. In short, Trudeau knew of the danger a long time ago. He was asked and has been asked time and time again to start the evacuation more than a month ago, but he did bugger all. Nothing. Zot, nada. Nothing. And there's another question here, and I'm, I'm going to get into this a little bit more because I have my own views, my own views as to what's happening or what did happen in Afghanistan, which is shocking. The lack of support that, that our armed services gave is, is absolute shocking, and it's very un-Canadian. Why, why did our troops do nothing to help Canadians and others to escape to the airport? It's, it's quite astonishing. I'm going to get into that in a moment. Uh, Guy is on the phone. Go ahead, Guy, please. Whoa, well, I was very, very worried. I saw some footage on the TV last night. And there was, they were showing the, the planes leaving Kandahar, and there was flocks of pigeons. Pigeons everywhere, Lowell. Did you, did, did your, guy, uh, did you uh, check guy, the I today? Did you take your pictures you, over? Guy, can I tell you something? In light, of, I I really am not in a in a festive mood today on this. I I am You're in, not. I, I know. I, I, I am. That. I am I'm sickened. Sorry. That's sorry. okay. I am sickened by what's happening there. I mean, the the did, did uh, guy? Did you see the video? Canadian soldiers turning their back. We've got Afghan citizens yes. and some Canadians standing in in shit, you know, in that sewer, begging for help, and the Canadian soldiers turning their backs. Something, something is going on there, guy. That, and I, I have a theory about what what this is all about. Other nations, as we know, France, Germany, Britain, the United States, they sent troops in, armed troops, right into downtown Kabul to rescue their people, bring them to the airport. Uh, I mean, there's a Kevin Newman's story about about French commandos commandeering buses. Very good. I mean, going bursting through Taliban roadblocks and so forth to get and rescue their people. The Americans have rescued more than 40,000 people. And, uh, you know, and not, I must tell you something else, Guy, that really, really troubles me. We, we were the last, Canada was the last one to go in. We didn't send our special forces in until many other countries had their special forces there. In other words, we were checking to see if Absolutely. there was any danger, okay? Not so we were the last in, but I'm going to tell you something else, Guy. We were the first to leave. We were the last in, the first to leave. Do you realize that already, right now, today, the French are still there? You can laugh at the French dropping their arms all you want. The French are still there rescuing their people. The Belgians are still there rescuing their people. The Brits are still there rescuing their people. The, the Americans are still there rescuing our people. Meantime, we shut our operations down two days ago. Guy, I run this, commercials saying we leave nobody behind. Guy, you know, you, you've, you've cared about this country a long time. <clears throat> this is not the country that you and I know and, and, and love. Nope. I know that. It's not the country. I have some theories nope. on that. Thank you for your call, Guy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, Shields, got to get the word. Once again, uh, as I've been telling you before, it would appear that the environmentalists, the, the uh, Trudeau government is going to shut down production or sale of a lot of the lower-priced appliances come 2022, in other words, next year, uh, because they're going to enforce the, the energy save system or whatever the hell they call it, 
uh, on, on all appliances, which means that many of the lower cost appliances, the fr refrigerators, for example, with the freezer at the top, uh, front load washers and so forth, that they won't be available anymore. And the, and the appliances are available will be, they'll have to be increase in price, you can be sure. So my, my message and the message from Mark Shield, actually from the folks at Shields is, look, if you need an appliance, you're going to need an appliance, please get the order in now. They'll be able to probably deliver it in a few days because the prices are going to go up. Not because of the not because of the manufacturers, not because of shields and profit and everything else, but because of the federal government ruling. Uh, John, we've got some more text here, please. We have a ton of text. Gloria commenting on YouTube. Nice to see some uh, growth there on YouTube. She says, quote, guard against the postures of pretend patriotism. George Washington, 1796. Uh, over to the phone we go, 613-413-2217. This person says, I try to avoid CBC, but they seem to have priority status on YouTube under news. I also read Yahoo News to avoid CBC and CTV, but they sometimes get stories from the two. You have to really sift through the news to get the whole story. Uh, Deb, thank you for texting as well. Again, the number is 613-413-2217. Deb says, I strongly believe the vaccine passports should be a national passport and not provincial. It falls on Trudeau to make it mandatory. And we have uh, another couple of comments. Oh, I, one was there and disappeared. Uh, we have Mike. It says, I would like to know how much we spend on solar panels and windmills. Do you have any idea on the price tag there, Lowell? Well, um, not really. I, we will never know the full price. The fact of the matter is we're still paying. I mean, we have the highest hydro rates in all of North America right now, uh, certainly competing with California. Uh, so we are still paying for it. It's in the tens of billions of dollars. Not only the cost, and I've, I've gone through this before, it's not only the cost of of erecting these huge windmills and their cement base and so forth and the thousands of solar panels. It's the cost of hooking them into the grid. Each each windmill has got to be hooked into the to the national grid with copper wire underground. Every single solar panel has got to be hooked into the, onto the grid with copper wire. The cost is astronomical just to hook them, uh, to say nothing. And then, of course, one of the problems is, is because wind and solar is so unreliable, as we're seeing today, we see every day, you got to have all of the other stuff and and you know, as backup anyway. So it's not as if, you know, because we've got wind and solar, we don't have to build more gas plants. And no, obviously, we have to build more gas plants. We all remember the billion dollars we wasted on that. So as far as the total cost, Rob Snow probably knows more about this. He's done more research. And I've asked him many times, both of us have tried to find out. All we know is it's in the tens of billions of dollars. And the cost continues. We will never know the full cost because, as I say, every single day, every time you pay your hydro bill, you are paying a good chunk of it. You are paying for the windmills and solar panels far beyond what you would pay if we had any other source. John, more texts coming in. Uh, we're balancing a couple of subjects here. So back and forth we go. Darlene on Facebook says, it baffles my mind that Biden gave full names of all the people that helped and gave it to the Taliban. Brian says, sad day, but everyone knows we'll be back in Afghanistan. Hopefully we can get it right next time. Helen on Facebook says, Trudeau has abandoned those who helped our Canadian troops. He has no shame. He is an embarrassment. Lisa, haven't heard from you in a while. Welcome back. All the liberal government cares about is getting reelected and ultimate power over everyone. The heck 
back with Canadians. Kim says, we have proof of vaccinations already. Each shot, you get a paper saying who, what, when, where, and how you're entered into the provincial database. A couple of people saying the same thing, that I have that piece of paper from the government. The trick there, of course, Lowell, and we've discussed it on the show before, apparently that is very, very, very easily forged. Oh, it's yeah. The- <clears throat> All you have to do is just forge the name. That's that's the problem with that. Um I'm not crazy about the idea. You know, I don't, I don't like forcing people to do things, but it just seems to me that, that we are going to be forced into, I mean, Quebec is going to require a passport. So if, if you want to go over to Quebec to a restaurant, you're going to need a passport. Uh, if you go to BC, uh, you're going to need a passport. You're going to need a passport if you got on an airplane. Uh, the, the federal government even says that if you're traveling in or provincially, in other words, if you're taking a train out to Alberta, you're going to need a passport. So, it, it just seems to me that it's, as I say, so mishmash that what we, what I believe what we need, if we're going to do this, it should be federal. It should be national. There should be just, just as our, our regular passport. When I travel, you know, into the States or the Bahamas or so, I have a passport. It's got my picture. I'm not saying it should be that detailed, but it, it just seems to me that this is a national thing that requires national deal. But there's a lot of people opposed to it, but I, you can be opposed all you want. But I mean, if if provinces around us require this, if 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 we're going to need a passport in order to go to the United States or whatever the hell it is, or even go to Manitoba, it just seems to me that it's inevitable, and we might as well get it over and done with. John, you're on CFRA. Go ahead, please. More text. I'm on CFRA again. Am I, Lowell? How does that keep happening that I end up on CFRA? Did I say CFRA again? <laughs> I love you. Hey, I hey. love you, my friend. I love you. <laughs> hey, I'm 85 years old. I'm allowed to have a brain fart in a while. I know. I think it's great. I love it. Uh, Darlene says, you do realize people that are vaccinated can get COVID and spread it just as the non-vaccinated. That's got nothing to do with it. That's bullshit, okay? Whatever it is. That's not the question is. Whether, whether you agree, you know, we're going to have, if you're going to go to the United States, if you're going to get on a train, going to get on a plane, going to go to Quebec, you're going to need a passport. So, I mean, you can cry all you want and make all your excuses, but you, you got to face reality in the end. John, yep. more text, please. You want to go to the Red Blacks games? You want to go to the Senators games? You want to go to any event at TD Place? You want to go to the concerts, the mini Blues Fest concerts that they've got? Vaccine, right. vaccine, 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 vaccine. It's just, and, and that's and again, not the government. That's not the guy. I just want to make It's coming that from point. the insurance companies. It's coming from the insurance companies. Would you take that and risk? The private industry, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't take that risk if I had a business that was open to the public. Come on. Okay. Peter says Ford needs to run the province, not the docks. A national one standard should be in place, but how many billions will it cost? On the news this morning, they go, well, will you need a passport for the Ottawa region and one for Renfrew County? Where red puke? I don't own any red. Reminds me of Trudeau corrupt party puke, LOL. Uh, Anne says one federal passport, assuming the liberals are up to the task. Uh, Let me see. Leanne says, yeah, I saw that commercial last night. Almost fell off my couch. Joshua says, Trudeau doing the best he can is not good enough for Canada. Rick, good to hear from you today. Thank you for your comments. The best liberals can do is not good enough to bet lives on. Dana Lee. Haven't heard from you in a while. Welcome back. So true, Lowell. The media is lying. The media is having their palms greased by the liberals. Just follow the money trail. And Darlene says, once again, American Democrats created a bloodbath that didn't have to be. The way Biden abandoned all those Afghanistans, uh, all those in Afghanistan is beyond disgusting. What country will trust or help America in their wars? Well, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. It's all very well. And, And Biden deserves all the criticisms he's getting. But the United States is not the only country that's abandoning its people. The 
United States has done a hell of a lot better job in bringing its people out than Canada has. I, it just amazes me that people are still prepared to, to give Trudeau a free pass. Ladies and gentlemen, the Canadian government, the Trudeau government, has abandoned several thousand people to the wolves of the Taliban. That includes Canadian citizens. It includes allies we promised to help. We turned our back. We were the last to go in to help. We did the least of any country in the world to help our people. We were the first ones to leave like scared chickens. Okay, so you can blame Biden already. There's no question about it. He, he made a terrible mistake. But we in Canada did absolutely almost nothing. We, we refused to, we, we, when we sent notices to the people uh, who, who wanted to get out, we told them, and this is right, John, you know this, we told, you know the instructions that we gave them? Wear red and come out, make your way through the streets, all sorts of Taliban check, checkpoints looking for us, and wear red so that you can identify yourself and shout Canada, Canada, right. I mean, this was the instruction. The, France is sending in buses with armed commandos to bring its people out. Germany sends in helicopters to fly its people out. The Dutch have got buses bringing their people out. The British are still in there bringing their people out. The Americans are still there. The, uh, you know, the, the Brits are still there. Where are we? We shut down two days ago. Don't just blame Biden, okay? Don't let this damn prime minister of ours off the hook. There's blood in his hands. Oh, I gotta, I gotta slow down here. Centennial Glass. This gives me some joy. This is a great company, folks. We've talked many times. If you're in the market for any kind of glass, glass windows, doors, patios, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, nobody does it better. Nobody does it more economically and more professionally than Centennial Glass. Glass mirrors, beautiful glass mirrors, great selection. Glass furniture. If you've got a plan and you're just wondering, geez, I wonder if I could do this in glass. You know, give them a call. Check them out at Centennial. They'll tell you. They'll drop some plans for you. Give you a price, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When I told you this before. Uh, at one point, I asked them if they could make a, a beautiful glass banister for a, a house that my son was renovating. A beautiful glass banister was just absolutely gorgeous. Very reasonably priced. Centennial glass. If it's glass, centennial glass. Uh, before we go back to the text, we're almost out of time. <clears throat> I said that I have an opinion on why our Canadian troops did what they did. Because uh, Canadian troops didn't want to turn their backs. Canadian troops didn't want to abandon our people. You can be damn sure. I mean, Canadian troops since the dawn of this country have, have stood fast, okay? They never left people behind. This time we did. Why is that? Here is just my opinion, and I want to stress this is my opinion, okay? Strictly my opinion. Been around a long time, seen a lot of things. I believe... And the only reason that we're seeing what we've seen, this, this chicken shit reaction is because I think Trudeau was very worried that the death of even one Canadian soldier in Afghanistan would harm his election campaign. I think he was really afraid of, an, of a Canadian body going down that highway of heroes. I think he thought that that, that that sight, that story would just destroy his chances. So I believe, this is my opinion, I believe, and there's plenty of evidence out there to support this, that he instructed, he said, in no uncertain terms to the military, to his toadies in the military, okay, the, the echelon, under no circumstances do you place Canadian soldiers in any kind of risk. 
I believe this is purely political. That's why we were the last in. We didn't go in until we checked to make sure that it was safe to send our, our boys in there. We, we, you know, as soon as, soon as we got news that there might be an explosion, we were the first to leave. We never sent our troops down to help evacuate people like other countries did. We didn't do that. Why? I believe, my opinion, I believe because Trudeau said, I don't want a single Canadian soldier injured under any circumstances, no matter what. If you got to turn, he wouldn't say this, but no matter what, no risk. And I believe that's the only, I can see the only rationale for what happened here. This is very un-Canadian what's happened. To turn our backs like this, not the Canada I know. And by the way, once again, if you haven't as yet had the chance, please Google Kevin Newman, Afghanistan. If you want a very sort of almost blow-by-blow -blow description of what other nations did to bring their people out and what we did not do, nobody does it, I don't think, more definitively than Kevin Newman. And by the way, I don't think any of the mainstream media have published Kevin Newman. One more illustration. And if I hear one more time on CTV or CBC that, that O'Toole doesn't have a plan, I, I, you know, and, and they totally ignore the fact that on July 22nd, O'Toole sent a letter to Trudeau warning him of the danger, begging him to get our people out five weeks ago. And the media just almost totally ignores it. Uh, we have a phone call, Al in the PN. Al, go ahead, please. Oh, hi, Al. I just really enjoyed that article by Peter or Kevin Newman. It was fantastic. But also uh, John Iveson in Today's Citizen had a great article. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Afghanistan. And it's one sentence I just want to read. It's real quick. It is clear where the liberal leaders' priorities lie, and it is not with the poor bastards stuck in Afghanistan. And that, that sums it up, I believe. I couldn't agree with you more. I've never been so... My, my yeah, I've never been my, more uh, ashamed. I'm, I'm ashamed of being a Canadian, I tell you. <laughs> well, this is not Canadian. This is, this, this is strictly, as far as I can see, this is strictly Trudeau. He did not want. He did yeah. not want the sight of a of a body going down the highway of heroes, and he he just warned them no risk whatsoever. The last in, the first to leave. Chicken shit. That's not the Canadian way. Thank you, Al. Thank you, all folks. Exactly. Uh, have a good weekend, please. We'll be back Monday. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.